Thank you, worship team. We're going to continue in this um, attitude and posture of worship and prayer the entire night. So I don't want you to sit when and lose where your focus is this morning or this evening. <laughs> Uh, tonight, we are going to do something that uh, maybe pushes you a little bit out of your comfort zone. And my encouragement is that you, um, I say this to our missions teams, uh, don't be Canadian about it today. Canadians are so like cautious and reserved and like they'll, they're more than happy to be the third person in line, but no way to be the first. And we're going we're gonna, to, you know, put to death our Canadianisms uh, today, and we're going to worship together and speak together. The church over its history for multiples of thousands of years has spent time carefully crafting and memorizing and reciting words as a part of their worship and of their prayer. And so today what I want to do is to ask your permission to lead you into a series of what I'm calling liturgical steps of worship. Uh, maybe you come from a background that was more liturgical, or maybe you're cautious about liturgical things. But the truth is that everything we do is liturgy at church. We, it, liturgy is the process or the order of a worship gathering. So every Sunday you participate in a type of liturgy. So the request that I'm making of you today is that to enter into what we call spiritual practices together of corporate reading of scripture, of reciting of creeds, of silence and meditation and journaling with a willing heart and an expectant attitude that God will show up. I want to read to you a section of scripture from Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. This is the most quoted verse of scripture within the entirety of the Bible, and it should be on the screen here. Is Exodus 34. That's it. And I want to read this, that second part there. It says, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. This became a, a structural and functional part of the Israelite nation. This is what was the heartbeat. This is what they knew of God. Later on in the history of Israel, they standardized, is the best way to say it, two specific prayers that became the heartbeat of the religious practice in Israel. And the first of these prayers is called the Shema, and maybe you've heard this before. Shema is the Hebrew word for hear. It's the first word in this uh, section of Scripture. And so in Deuteronomy 6, chapter 4 and 5, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all of your might. Often it was abbreviated just to the part in yellow. They would say, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. But there's a second prayer that was often used every day by a practicing, uh, someone who's practicing their faith in Israel. And it was used every Shabbat and every time at the synagogue and expanded on some days and shortened on some days. And it was called the Amidah. And the Amidah was a 18 stanza prayer. This prayer was of the people blessing and praising God. And at the end of every stanza was a statement. 
And as the history went on, the statements would be abbreviated often to the final blessing in that end of the statement. Amada means stand. And it was religious practice that when the Israelite nation prayed these prayers, they stood. And over the course of the history of the church, part of worship is the physical aspect of it. And you'll see in different church traditions, they stand and sit at different parts of the service. And so out of respect for what we're about to do, I would like to ask you to stand and then read out loud with me four of these statements. So first I invite you to stand, Amada. And then what I have here is I took four of the, I think it's 18 different stanzas. And I would like to offer you the opportunity to get comfortable with speaking and praying out loud uh, with me. And I will be louder than you. So you can just, you can, you can do this. I believe in you. Here we go. O King, helper, savior, and shield, blessed are you, O Lord, the shield of Abraham. You are holy, and your name is holy, and holy beings praise you daily. Blessed are you, O Lord, the holy God. Blessed are you, O Lord, who is merciful and always ready to forgive. Blessed are you, O Lord, who hears prayer. Amen. Thank you. You can... Have a seat. If you're interested in understanding more about that prayer and how it actually tags into the next thing we're going to do together, uh, I'm speaking about it this Sunday at Cleary Community Church in Creemore. I'm, I'm here to poach, Pastor. <clears throat> Bring your tithes and offerings. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind going to the next slide, please. I would like to recite this portion of the Lord's Prayer, again, out loud together as an act of our worship, an act of our prayer as a community. I would like to invite you to say this with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is what Jesus provides us when his disciples say, teach us how to pray. The community prayer is so important in the life of the church. And for generations and generations and thousands of years, we've done that together as a church. And I love to do it together now. And now what I want to do is I want to read more scripture. And as you uh, were directed earlier, um, if you didn't grab one of these cards, this is your 10-second chance to do that. They're just in the doorways. If I ran out, I'm really sorry. What's going to happen is I'm going to read to you some sections of Scripture. I want you to pay attention to what it says about who God is and what he is like. After these passages are read, I'm going to provide us a time to be silent and rest in the presence of God for two minutes. In that time of silence, I encourage you to remember the words that you've heard or focus on the passage that is in your hand. Embrace the discomfort of silence and engage with the words that God has given us. The back of the card is blank for a reason. If you feel that God is saying something to you or something important comes to mind from this scripture, write it down. It is a gift for you from God. The prayer of silence is historically practiced by the Christian church, often in response to the word of God read out loud. And so we're going to do that 
tonight. This allows the words of God to stir deeply in our spirits and work in our hearts. So I have the words on the screen. I will read them to you. I invite you just to pay attention to what it's saying about God. And then we will follow that by two minutes of quiet. And Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do you say the son of man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist and others say Elijah. And still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. The next one, please. The son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Next slide, please. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. The next slide, thank you. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent or human decisions or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and the only Son, who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Lord, as we approach you with our prayer of silence, speak to our hearts afresh the truth of your word, the depths of your character, and the beauty of your nature. Prayer of silence is one of the most powerful things in the life of a follower of Jesus because it's so hard to be quiet and to rest and to be silent in a world that is anything but silent. I have another thing that I'd like to ask you to read with me. Over the course of church history, people have gotten together and tried to figure out what do we actually believe? And that's why we have uh, things called creeds. This creed is the Apostles' Creed. And so what I invite you to do with me is, you can stay seated for this. It's two slides. Um, This is the most of it, and then there's a short portion on the second slide. But I invite you to recite this out loud with me. It is a powerful statement of the history of the church. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of all saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uh, those who are leading us in worship through music, I'm going to invite you to come back up. Um, and while they do, we're going to introduce and begin to take part in communion together. Communion is something that we do as a church to remember Jesus. We remember his sacrifice. We remember that the forgiveness of sins is available and that there is a new covenant here now. While the music is playing for the first portion of the song that the worship team is going to do, you're welcome to come up and grab one of the elements and return to your space. And then we're going to take part in communion together. Uh, The actual containers don't have anything in them. It's just the cups beside them. Uh, This is an opportunity for us to, again, this is a part of the church worship, the church liturgy, the church practice, is that when we declare things, we also remember what we have received in Jesus. So worship team, I invite you to start. And then as they're playing, I invite you to set the Canadianisms aside and come and receive the emblems of worship. (laughs) 